I'm Cameron Silsby, and I head up all of the Van City communities. In an op-ed written for Christianity Today, Dennis R. Edwards, a professor and former pastor, wrote this, quote, In recent days, we've all seen, heard, and read of the lynching of Ahmaud Arbery, the shooting of Breonna Taylor, the use of the police by a white woman to threaten Christian Cooper, Minneapolis police officers executing George Floyd, and of the fact that COVID-19 disproportionately harms black and brown people. I have been a pastor in Minneapolis, and my heart is heavy as people have taken to the streets to demonstrate against injustice. The videos have helped some white people to see a bit of what many black and brown people know. White America has long had its knee on our necks. I'm sure that some who just read that sentence are saying not all of white America, but that's the problem. It's hard for people of color to feel that white America is with us and not against us. White America has not demonstrated the collective resolve to repent, rebuke, and reorient itself against racial injustice. That includes Christians. White Christians can opt out of outrage over racial injustice. The status quo works for them. End quote. Today, I want to guide you through a reading of the Good Samaritan. Grab your Bible and open to Luke chapter 10. We'll be starting with verse 25, and I'll read slowly through the text, pausing occasionally to add explanation and a moment for reflection and meditation and prayer. Holy Spirit, we want to hear your voice. Please speak. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? The man asks the question, And who is my neighbor? It's a question that intentionally looks to set limits on his love for others. Holy Spirit, as we live in the aftermath of George Floyd's murder, Who am I looking to avoid loving? Who am I struggling to love? Verse 30. In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. No reason is given as to why the priest and the Levite pass by. It does not matter. What matters is simply that they did not stop to help. For white apprentices of Jesus listening to this, 
take a moment to reflect on the fact that when it comes to address addressing racism, we are identified with the priest and Levite in this story. Seemingly uncaring, unmoved. Quite frankly, one could even identify the history of American white Christianity as the robbers in the story. Advocating for and supporting slavery, advocating for and supporting segregation, more often, at the very least, sitting by silent and complicit as these atrocities went on. We are not the heroes of this story. Holy Spirit, bring to mind where I can begin repentance. Where have I been prideful, uncaring, or unmoved by the sin of racism? Verse 33. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity or compassion on him. Jesus chose to confront racism in this story. Jews were, generally speaking, racist against Samaritans. So what a shocking twist for Jesus to have the hero of the story be the hated ethnicity. The Samaritan saw the man and was moved with compassion for him. The person least likely to help, culturally the least likely to care for the man. And yet he does. He sees. He's moved with compassion. For white apprentices of Jesus, to obey the command of Jesus, to love our neighbors, means we must see and acknowledge the racism oppressing people of color. Systemic injustices, brutality, dehumanization. We have to look right at it and call it what it is. And to be moved with compassion for all the victims of the injustice of racism. Jesus, we want a greater awareness of the racism and oppression happening around us. Help us to see. We want a growing compassion for those facing racism and oppression. Increase our love for them. Verse 34. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expenses you may have. The Samaritan is moved by compassion to help. Self-sacrificially, the Samaritan expends resources, time, physical energy, and money to care for the man. However long it takes, he commits to care for the man and help him recover. This is what it looks like to love your neighbor. But for those of us who are white Christians, mistaking ourselves as the hero of the story 
and jumping in with action and answers is not helpful. In fact, it brings more hurt, more frustration. Being moved with compassion against racism begins with the act of listening. It takes a posture of humility in order to learn from those experiencing racism. Those who have been struggling against it far longer than we've been aware of it. Remember, this is not a sprint, but a marathon. We want to channel our lament, grief, outrage, and shock at the brazen murder of George Floyd, at the brazen murder of Ahmaud Arbery, at the senseless killing of Breonna Taylor. And we want to see Jesus use it to form us into the kinds of people who love our neighbors by fighting racism and systemic injustice. Holy Spirit, help us to walk in humility. Empower us to listen well. Empower us to act wisely, partnering with you and all of our brothers and sisters to end racism. Verse 36. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, The one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. Out of this parable, Jesus commands us to go and do likewise. Edwards went on to write this in his article, quote, White Christians are watching the screens, maybe shaking their heads, but largely immobile, rather than justice overflowing, as in Amos 5.24, it trickles down at best. In my more than 30 years of ministry, in the pastorate as well as academia, I've spent plenty of time with white evangelicals for whom justice is an elective course. End quote. Jesus, may we not be people who are unwilling or unable to address racism in ourselves or in our society. Amen.